turn in your Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter five. Uh, one of the questions, and I ask it all the time, and uh, you, you probably do as well. How, how's it going? How's it going? Or how you doing? Uh, it's one of those things of our culture that we. It's kind of a greeting, if you will, and um, it, it kind of depends who you ask, uh, what response you get, right? Um, we. Uh, what we're asking is kind of a temperature gauge of your life. How are things going? Uh, uh, is it a great time or is it a bad time? And uh, a lot of us, um, we don't even think and we say, oh, I'm doing great. Um, but then as time goes on, if someone says, well, how are you really doing? Or how is your life really going? We, uh, we might answer differently. If you ask an older person, uh, sometimes they might respond by saying, well, it's not been su such a good week. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've gone to three doctor's appointments and the meds just are not working out. Uh, th that might be their response. If you asked a, a high school student, they might say, well, uh, not so good. I, I've got a ton of homework and uh, my parents are nagging at me regarding that. My kids aren't here right now, so... Um, I'm glad there's no amening going on in the uh, in the sanctuary. If you ask a, a middle-aged parent like myself, somewhere in there, you they might say to you, they might say, "Well, it's not going so good. My my car broke down this week, and and the college tuition uh, payment is due." You might ask a, a young parent, and they might respond to you by saying, "Well, my my child wakes up four or five a hundred times a night." Um, and the potty training has just been a disaster this week. Um, that's real stuff, by the way, right? There's uh, physical si visible signs that things have not gone well, right? Uh, I don't want to go into too much graphic detail. Most of the time, uh, we connect how we are doing with uh, the score, if you will. What has gone on? What has our week been like? What are the things that have happened? This morning, as we look to God's Word, um, we are going to look at uh, three one-size-fits-all attitudes uh, that we should have, we are commanded to have by God as we consider the life that He wants us to live, the, the, the things He's called us to, the, the places and relationships and jobs uh, that He has us in. And hopefully this will be an encouragement to you. Uh, it has been for me a challenge for me as well as I think through the scriptures. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, if you'd stand in honor of God's word, uh, I'd like to read to you. Starting in verse 16. God's word says this. Uh, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God for you in Christ. Je for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God, we ask your blessing on your word in our hearts. Um, God, I pray especially for those who uh, have been struggling, for those who have gone through not just uh, a simple mishap of life, but difficult things, hard things in these last months. And Lord. I ask that you would encourage them in a double measure this morning, that you have not left them without resource, that you have not left them without marching orders and, and the strength to accomplish. God, do your work in your church. 
Uh, we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Last week, we uh, looked at uh, really that walking with Christ is not without difficulty, that we are tested. Um, We looked at three custom approaches in our relationships. Remember to admonish the idle or unruly, uh, to encourage uh, those who are faint-hearted, and then to help those who are weak. And we realized that that is uh, part of the push and pull of relationship, and and if you think about the book, I know some of you have been here for really our whole study, First Thessalonians. We've seen that they were a new church. They'd accepted the gospel. And now they're being encouraged about what it is to be a church. Uh, one of the words that comes up are words suffering or trials or uh, afflictions that comes up in the book of First Thessalonians. And that might be a shock. Uh, sometimes we get this picture uh, maybe because you watch TV and a preacher there uh, that says, come to know Christ and, you know, riches and health and good times and parties will come your way. Uh, I want to tell you there is joy uh, because of the gospel, even as we're going to see today. But the idea that everything is going to be perfect and that good times are going to roll your way uh, may not happen, may not happen. In fact, there may be things that enter your life because of accepting the And so uh, we come up to this passage this morning, and last week we really looked at that one size doesn't fit all in relationships, that we need to think through what's going on in the person's life that we're interacting with and respond in a different way according to their needs. And now uh, he goes from that to really three, three one size fits all attitudes that uh, for us will change everything. And I want to say this, that sometimes, as I shared earlier, uh, we say, I'm sick, I'm sick, so I can't can't be joyful, or I can't, you know, do what I'm supposed to do. Bad stuff's happening in my life, and so I can't be who God wants me to be. I want to tell you, it's uh, let the cat out of the bag early. It's different. It's it's complete opposite of that. Um, it's our attitudes inside, what we are thinking inside, what how we are working over life with the Lord, that will instruct our actions and really even uh, have bearing on our circumstances. We will then be instructed by our attitudes. And, and then go out and attack the issues of life. Some general uh, thoughts about this before we get rolling in this. I, I want to confess to you that I, I struggle with this. I struggle with this. Um, uh, I am a complainer. I am a complainer. I'm one who does get down. Does get down. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm just, this is self-perception here. I, I know that other family members and people in the church go, that's not really you. Uh, but I don't see myself as one who's a down person, but I, I quickly can go to the negative. Um, I'm not looking for a show of hands if any of you uh, struggle with that as well. We can talk later. Um, I, 
I want you to know that there's not a natural response uh, to what we're going to talk about today. It's not that it's uh, that that we naturally run to these things. I think over time of walking with the Lord and over uh, faithfully being in fellowship with Him, it can become easier. But I I think that as we look at uh, what we're going to look at this morning, that it will be a struggle until the Lord returns or you go, uh, or until you go home. Um, we struggle with these things. Um, I want you to remember that uh, this is in the context of a church. And when I say the context of a church, a new church, they're figuring it out what it means to walk as a Christian and to be a Christian community. And as they're doing that, they're, they're going, how does the gospel bear on my life? Um, I started in my mind as I saw those three little babies. Uh, you know why it would be bad to have three uh, at one time? You, you know, right? Um, when one starts crying, what happens? Uh, when one has the throw-ups, what happens? You know, I, I don't want to, we could go down a, you know, and there's this magnifying in community, right? There's magnifying. And, and I want to tell you, in the church, there's a magnifying too. There's a culture that, that happens here. And uh, it, it was interesting to me as, as I went around and spoke to many of you this morning. Uh, I was grateful. I was grateful. Because you shared with me about God's goodness in your life. You shared with me that you were thankful. And I know that as I look at your lives, I realize they're not all peachy. I realize they're, they're not all rolling. And that, you know, everything's not like you want it. Um, well, that's one of the toughest things in life to figure out is w w what do you do when you don't get what you want, right? Uh, when things don't go your way. Some of you are only children. You've been ripped off right, uh, of all the fighting that trains you and like, you're not going to get what you want. For those of you who uh, uh, were from large families, it was more like survival of the fittest. You know, you learned about evolution because, you know, the strong survive and the, uh, you know, the, the weak don't get to eat, right? Um, but uh, I, I want you to know that as we look at this, this is about how your individual life fits into the body of Christ. Sometimes we don't think it matters, but you realize that if you're a wife, you impact your husband. And if you're a husband, you impact your wife. And if you're parents, guess what? You impact your children. You set a, a course or a, 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 a culture in that home. And it can be of complaining, griping, worrying, or it can be one where the Lord is present because of uh, these attitudes of your heart. I also want to say this. Um, how many of you have heard Pollyanna-ish? How many of you have uh, heard that phrase? Somebody say, oh, that's really Pollyanna-ish of you to think that way. Uh, do, how many of you know that Pollyanna is a book and a movie? Oh, it's so sad to me that some of you don't know this. Uh, so sad. Um, I want to encourage you. Uh, it's an old Disney movie from like this. Haley Mills, right? Haley Mills. 
You don't know who Haley Mills is. I don't know. I don't want to get off. So some of you in our culture, uh, we say, oh, that's just Pollyanna-ish. You know, I, I want you to go either read the children's book or watch the movie, especially if you have girls. Sit down and watch it with them. Super important. It's all about a girl. It's all about a girl who goes to a grouchy town uh, and is put in a grouchy family, and it's all part of this grouchy town. And uh, as things go on, she is seeking uh, to be thankful about everything. Um, And uh, it's annoying to everyone that wants to be grouchy. And then in the end, she gets hurt. Anyways, but I don't want to give it all away, but uh, it's it's an important concept that it, it flows one to another. It goes one to another. And um, anyways, that's your assignment for today. Read the scripture and watch Pollyanna. Um, but um, I also want to say this, and you know, kind of 11th hour uh, edition. Uh, some of you don't know me as well as others. Some of you have uh, been come here in the last, you know, six months to a year. Uh, my wife and I, uh, our first son died. And uh, we, you know, for the most part, my wife and I lived a pretty charmed life up to that point that we hadn't experienced any pain at all. And I want to I tell you that uh, it wasn't the first response, the knee-jerk reaction uh, wasn't to walk with God. It's not that we would abandon God, but we were seeking to find joy. We were seeking to be thankful. And it was difficult to get there. But I want to also tell you that uh, praise be to the Lord. He, he is the one that can get you through any time. And I know that some of you are going through it even today. Even today you're struggling in your heart with the big things of life. Let's go to God's word. Um, first uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. He calls us to rejoice, rejoice. Uh, If you look down at verse 16, it's a very simple, and really this section is simple one-liners, right? It's almost like bullet points of how to be a Christian, what it is to do. Rejoice always, rejoice always. So we look at this, this, this picture of rejoicing, uh, he says, in any and every situation, turn or fork in the road, rejoice. He, he's calling on us. It, it, it's that, um, and, and I don't think this is so much a rebuke that he puts this in there. It's probably most likely because he's already talked about their joy and their response to the gospel. He's, he's calling to them to continue rejoicing. Continue rejoicing. Um, When you go through a difficult time and you honor the Lord and you kind of get to the other side, you say, glad that's over. Smooth sailing. Never have to go through that again. Oh, yeah? Uh, You know what? Uh, I've seen in life that uh, there's kind of this, there are seasons of calm. There are seasons of uh, easy days and sunny days. Hope it's not too hot, you know. Uh, but uh, it's interesting around here. You know, last month we were uh, uh, oh, it's awful hot. You know, just so hot. And then 
Uh, some of you said this week, I'm freezing. I'm freezing. Um, you weren't freezing, by the way. You just were being dramatic. Okay, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, but we, uh, we struggle to adjust to the seasons, right? But there will be times of calm, but I want to tell you this. There will be seasons and days of heartache and tragedy. There will. And that is not escaped by the believer. The believer, because they've trusted in Christ, it's not that they escape those things. And so he's commanding uh, us as God's people to rejoice always. It's a command for joy. I uh, once saw a t-shirt, I remember uh, it was in uh, the Bay Area. No connection there, but... um, it's uh, it said on the back, it said the beatings will continue until morale improves. And I, and I thought to myself, that's pretty funny. That's a funny T-shirt. I didn't buy it or anything like that. I didn't think it was appropriate for a pastor to wear. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I want you to be careful as you look to God's word. It's not that God brings about pain and he says, I'm going to continue to bring pain into your life until you change your attitude. It's not like that. He loves us. But He calls us into the midst of all that He calls you to be joyful in it. Always. Always. Uh, It's good that He says always, right? Because we like to uh, uh, kind of adjust the scales depending on the day. You know, I, I can be joyful... When everything's going well, right? My teenagers are respecting and honoring me and they're cleaning up after themselves and they're being, you know, saying, thank you, Dad, you're the best. I, I can be joyful. I can be joyful then. Or I can be joyful uh, when my house is all perfect and the way I want it. Um, I can be joyful when... I. I wake up in the morning and the temperature's right outside and my body feels like I want it to feel. I, I can rejoice when all the inputs into my life, all the texts and emails and, and phone calls are just calling to tell me how much they love me. I, I can rejoice. But he doesn't say that. He says rejoice always, always. And, and really, as um, he's going to use a, a different term as he goes on to be thankful, but, but it's as if he says, in all your schedule, all the events of your day, planned or unplanned, all the things that you wanted into your life and all the things you didn't want into your life as well, he says, rejoice, rejoice. I want to I want to tell you um, and I want to highlight again just that this is a command to joy. This is a command to joy. If and it's a command of God to us, okay? And I just want to tell you if it was natural to do, he wouldn't command us to do it. If it was something that we're like, "Oh, you know, I'm a really positive person. I'm a really positive person." I want to tell you If you are a positive person and you can find joy, uh, you've trained yourself to do so. 
uh, it's something it's again it's good to do so in the lord it's good to but i, I want to tell you that it's not our natural response when tragedy or hard times hit our home that we would say oh i'm so joyful about this and so he commands us to joy one other thing before we move on um this isn't just about being positive. This isn't just about being positive. In fact, I want to tell you it's impossible to be joyful. It's impossible. I look at life will throw you and you, there will be things on your schedule and on your timeline and in your history that as you look at them, they're impossible to be joyful. But I want to tell you this, because these the Thessalonica church that they'd come to know the gospel, everything had changed for them. And because now that they were filled with the Spirit of God, they could have this intentional joy, this obedient joy that does not follow the circumstances of life, but it informs the circumstances of life. You see the difference there? That if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, it's no longer that you're checking out your circumstances and saying, should I be joyful about this? But rather, you can look at uh, your, your life, what God has done, and in joy, inform the circumstances of life. It's a, different, it's a different picture. It's an inner attitude. The second uh, inner attitude command he gives us is this. He says, rejoice always. And then verse 17 Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Uh, some people have gotten kind of crazy about this whole pray without ceasing. And they say, well, you know, I, I just pray all the time. Every thought and every uh, thing in my mind is a prayer. And I want to say, no, it's not. Uh, some of your thoughts are crazy, right? Uh, and if that's the way you're praying, you know, uh, that's not the way I, I want to tell you. And and. You say, well, I, I pray, you know, I pray in the night. A la the last thing I say to the Lord is a prayer and then I fall asleep. And then in my dreams, I no, your dreams, those are not, you know, those are crazy once again, right? It depends on your lasagna that you had too much of. But I, I want to tell you this idea of praying without ceasing is that every step of the way, everything that comes up in your life, is you are bringing to the Lord. It's this idea, this word ceasing, uh, kind of an interesting one. Uh, one writer uh, connected it as a, as a word like this. It, the similar word is used for um, the paying of taxes. Paying of taxes. Think about that. Uh, it's a constant, right? Every time you buy something, right? Oh, great, I get to, you know... It's so complicated for a kid, isn't it? Right? It's a dollar. It's a dollar. And the kid looks and they got a dollar. It's a simple math, right? You got, I got a dollar. To the dollar store. Dollar, I can buy this. And you go up there. A dollar eight. And that terror goes through a child's mind of like, wait a minute. I, I did the math, right? A dollar, a dollar, dollar store, dollar, dollar. Why is it a dollar eight? Oh, taxes, right? And it reminds you over and over and over again every time you buy. It, it's that, that idea that it's a constant, and that you, you know, uh, that's one of those things that is always there. Taxes, right? Death and taxes. 
Uh, it's also spoken of, of a continual nagging cough that you don't get rid of. It's this thing that's right there all the time. And I, I hate to say that. Some of you are starting to cough right now as I, I'm singing about it just by suggestion. You look at that, that nagging cough that's always there with you and it just keeps coming back and coming back. It, it's that same picture that you're, you're looking at and it keeps coming back. So in the same way, your prayers keep coming back, right? It, it's taking every issue of life and repeating it it also has this picture of military attacks where the enemy is on you and they keep being on you and they keep nagging at you it also uh, speaks and is used as, of the idea of regular produce from fruit uh, the crops that come and that year in and year, year out there's a time and a season and it comes and you can count on it and that's that picture that we would over and over and over and over again in season and out and, and we would continually pray and we would continually handle the things of life with prayer. That we would call out to God that we would trust Him in prayer. That we would include Him in our lives. That we would acknowledge Him in the midst of whatever is going on. This idea of uh, praying without ceasing is that you can count on your Lord in the midst of whatever's going on in your life. Whatever's going on in your life. And as parents, it's not just whatever's going on in your life, it's whatever's going on in your kids' lives. It's whatever they're struggling with and your grandkids. I know there are grandparents here, praying grandparents here today. And I want to tell you that, that, that pray without ceasing for your grandkids over and over and over again. This is a command. This is a command of the Lord. And, and third, uh, as we look down in verse 18, God's word says this, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. We won't really turn over there this morning, but I'll just summarize. In Acts 16, uh, Paul and Silas, they're uh, uh, going about ministering uh, as they did. And... Uh, this woman, uh, this young girl had a demon in her and they were using her to um, tell fortunes and make money and they acknowledged this and by the power of God they uh, sent the demon out. And so uh, immediately they, that brought the hatred of the owners as well as the city and they went and they made a big deal and they were beaten and thrown into prison. And, and you look at the whole account, it's an account of them trusting the Lord and being thankful, even singing uh, in jail, in jail, singing in jail. Uh, and what a great picture for us. Their circumstances did not bring about this thanksgiving, right? It wasn't their circumstances. It was that God had changed them in such a way that even in those times, there was something to be thankful for. Even beatings in jail, uh, there was something to be thankful for. Now, uh, so, you, so you got these three things, these three attitudes that should be constant and really one size fits all. If you're a believer here this morning, these are the three things that you can apply to everything in your life. Joy, rejoicing, prayer, thanksgiving. You, you can apply it to every situation. It'll, it'll work at your work. It'll work in your home. 
It, it'll work uh, with your in-laws and your outlaws and uh, whoever else is a, a, a stretch for you. It, it will work with your children. It will work with everyone. Joy, prayer, and thanksgiving. He says one thing that um, seems to cover all three of them as he follows this up, and he says this. If you look down at 18 again, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God. Now, um, most of the time, uh, we say we struggle with the will of God. I don't know what He wants me to do. I don't know if He wants me to take this job or that job. I don't know if He wants us to live in this town or that town or in this house or that house. Or, and, and I want to say, it doesn't say in the Bible that. It doesn't say about specific things. But it does say this specifically. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you. Um, I want to tell you this. I want to kind of turn that for you and so you can see it. Um, In Christ Jesus for you. This idea that you are in Christ, that you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that makes all the difference for you. Because of your relationship with the Savior, the Lord, because of your relationship with Him, that makes all the difference as you take steps in life. Because you no longer go alone. You don't go alone. And so now, because you don't go alone, you realize that there is a God over you. And because you realize that He is God over you, you see His hand, His will being worked out in the world. And so your desire is to be in step with Him, not to fight against Him. You've already done that, right? We've already done the fighting against God, right? It didn't work out so well, right? And so this is part of what God brought us to Himself. This is what He used. He used our messed up lives where we thought we had it going on, but we did not. And so we realized our need for a Savior. The Spirit of God drew us to salvation. He he did this for us. And so as we put this together and we see the will of God, it is because we are in Christ Jesus. But know this as well. It's not just, and God's got this plan, we got to follow it. It's the idea that he put this plan out here for us. That this is his good, uh, Book of Romans says, chapter 12, it says, you know, as we walk with the Lord, that we'll find His will to be good, pleasing, and perfect. We'll find it to be, you know. We may not have used it, but as we walk with Him, we'll find His goodness. I want you to know this. Some of you say, well, uh, this seems impossible, and it is. But I want to tell you, because you are in Christ, because you are in Christ, Because this is His will for you, you can do it by His power and by uh, His strength, by His presence being with you, doing what He's called you to do. A couple of afterthoughts, and then we'll get to the remember this time, okay? Um, These these thoughts, and these apply to all three. These are continuing duties. These are continuing duties. These are things that continue on. 
Uh, you, you might be young here today, and I want to tell you that you're just getting started in this. And that uh, some of you are, are very uh, seasoned, uh, you, you're very seasoned. And I want to tell you, this is will be the call for you, these three things, until the Lord uh, comes. It's, it's his continuing duty for you. I want to uh, point out that these things are all inner life things, right? They're, they're things that need to go on in your heart. These are not just showtime type things where we can fake it. But this work needs to go on in our heart that says, I, I need to find joy in my heart. I need to trust him in prayer in my heart. I need to find that which is gratitude in my heart that it might come out. Um, I, uh, I want to warn you, uh, some of you uh, think, well, this isn't for me. I'm just a negative person. I can't do it. Uh, to, uh, I don't know if I've always been into uh, T-shirts, but I was uh, when I was younger, I went, to, um, I went on a vacation to Detroit. That's funny in and of itself, isn't it, right? And I remember they had one tourist shop in Detroit. They only have one, right, because nobody goes. Anyways, but they had T-shirts, and there was a section of T-shirts, and they were all black, right? You know, they were all black. And one of them says, Detroit, in big letters, and it says, Bad Attitude, Capital of the World. And, and some of you say, well, you know, that's just me. I'm, I'm part of that family, you know. I'm from that city. I'm from that nationality. This is just who we are. Uh, maybe some of you say, well, there's a personality type in me. I'm kind of melancholy. I'm prone to worrying. I'm good at complaining. I want to tell you uh, that these are for you. These are for you. They're for all, but they're for you. And they're a command of God. They're a command of God, and by His strength, you can accomplish. Three things to remember. Three things to remember this morning. First one is this. God does not demand that which He does not give you the power to perform. God does not demand. He does not command us to something that we can't do, but He also gives us the power to perform. If you're struggling with this this morning, cry out to God in prayer and say, God, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I know You've commanded me to do this. I know this is best for me, but help me to get there. Help me to get there. Secondly, um, God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect for you. Um, your motivation in this is this, that God's got a good will for you. And, and if He's got it out there for you, if this is what His desire is for you, you should be excitedly embracing it. Why? Because His will is good, pleasing, and perfect. This is part of His good plan for you. And then lastly, uh, I just want to encourage you, as you look at your life, to handle all of it with joy, prayer, and thanksgiving. All of it. I realize for some of you here today, you're cruising. Everything's pretty good. You know, you not, not, don't have that many cares. I want to tell you, get ready to practice these three. And for those of you who are in the midst of it right now, it's encouragement to you. How do you get through this time? Join the Lord. Prayer to Him. Thanksgiving knowing that this is what He wants of you. This is who He's called you to be. God, thank You for this morning. Thank You for the blessing of this time. I pray that Your Word uh, would instruct our hearts and give us these attitudes that are uh, helpful as we obey You and as You're faithful to us. 
for the day's struggles. God, you, you know what we struggle with. You know individually what's going on. God, I ask that your word would uh, encourage us uh, today, this week, and it would really uh, become a permanent part of us, uh, that we are a people of joy, prayer, and thanksgiving. God, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.